It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna ball like the wizards? Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girls showing shots for the team. I was in high school dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Troy Halliburton, and joined me on the other line, he he's on the Pacific Coast time, but his heart will always be in D.C. My guy from Truth About It. Mr. Adam McGinnis, how you doing today, Adam? What is up, Troy? How are you, my man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, man. You know, uh, burning the, uh, the the real midnight oil here because it's almost 1 a.m. and we're recording this podcast after the Wizards fell 126 to 133 to the Sacramento Kings. So uh, we, I had already set this up uh, with you from beforehand because since you're on the uh, West Coast living in Washington right now that – you know, I figure, hey, you, you'll be up watching the game. So let, let, let me call my buddy Adam and, and see if we can record a podcast for old time's sake. <laughs> well, I did send you a very uh, salty, angry tweet when the score was uh, – where, where's my notes? What the hell was it? 76 to 49 and a half. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell did Troy get me into? Because this is not the kind of game that I would keep watching uh, anymore. But, uh, you know, I'm doing it for, for the listeners. Uh, for my love of you and, uh, you know, for the Wizards fans out there. And uh, it was a weird, weird game, game of uh, just bizarre, unbelievable third quarter, awful first half, kind of faded out there in the fourth quarter. But it was, uh, it was a weird night that you had me here on Super Tuesday. I was trying to watch my alma mater, the Iowa Hawkeyes, at the same time as the uh, blue winnable home game, first home loss in like three months against Purdue. And uh, as a Warren supporter, it uh, did not go well for any anyone that loves E-Dub out there. But, uh, you know, I like I like Biden. I actually like Bernie, too, to tell you the truth. So, uh, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a different, interesting evening, Troy. But, yes, I'm about to – I'm ready to talk some Wizards with you, my man. 
Yeah, I mean, well, since we're in D.C., I guess, you know, you, you had to get your uh, political politically out of the way. Are the California results in? I don't know. I haven't checked Twitter. <laughs> I, I haven't checked yet either. But, hey, I, like you, was an Elizabeth Warren fan, and uh, that 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 uh, was about as hot for uh, – I knew at about uh, 6.30 uh, p.m. <laughs> Eastern Conference time that she was I mean, third in Massachusetts, dog? I mean, that just hurts right there, right? I mean, exactly, oh, exactly. But it, it, we're going to try to keep a separation of church and state with our uh, Wizards basketball and politics. Yeah, let's it's, it's break down how, how uh, – Fox is a little little whiny bitch, but uh, I'm ready. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know about him being a little whiny bitch, but he did come out here and made some plays, especially in that first half when, like you said, the uh, the, the, the um, uh, Kings started out. I mean, they were up 76-49 with a 27-point lead uh, going into halftime, and it seemed as though they were, like, really just moving the basketball at will and getting uh, open three-point look after open three-point look. I thought uh, Buddy Hill was back at the at the three-point contest, like the way that he was coming out there and, and, and shooting. Um, but we, we, I guess we got to start to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the ugly would be the, the, the first half. What, what, what the hell happened in that first half? And, and I know that you were pissed at me at halftime. Like, yeah, why did I make you watch this? But you know, just, just from your perspective, why do you think that the Wizards came out so sloppy on a game where, you know, they know that they had to win this game in order to, you know, keep their slim playoff uh, hopes alive? Yeah, the Wizards are what? 20, they were 22 and 37 going to this game. The Kings 26 and 34, you know, pretty equal, I, I would say. Uh, you know, the Wizards, I think they had a night off, I believe, the last game. So yeah. they, they had, yeah, their last game was Sunday versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, so it wasn't a back-to-back situation, and the travel from obviously Oakland to Sacramento isn't that much anyway. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm looking at my <laughs> notes here, and I see uh, just just nothing but bad. I, I, I have I have starred Alex Len still in the league. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know he was still in the league. He'd be all of a sudden dunking all over, like doing like a tomahawk dunk. I was like, yeah, he, he was looking like Will Chamberlain out there. Yeah, former former. <laughs> Former Terp, for all the Maryland fans out there listening, uh, you know, God, it's 12-4, 29-18, 32-18. I got 39 after the first quarter. And, man, it was just everything. I mean, it, it was bizarre because I, I hate to say, like, they went on an 8-0 run, and literally they got two open threes right off the bat that were just like miscommunications sucked down off the screens and just wide open threes. And then they got like a breakaway dunk. I was like, really? Like, this is a defense communication? Like, we can't. You can't, you can't figure out a down screen. <laughs> and, and that was really uh, a symbolism of what to come here, of just slow slow rotations, poor defensive communication throughout the team. And, and, and Sacramento was hot. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know if they really hit that many tough shots. They just hit a lot of open looks. Uh, you know, I go, what I, you know, Beal, Beal had it going a little bit. I thought he was forcing it somewhat. I mean, there was a buddy healed and one. That made it 30, 65 to thirty seven, dude, and I was just like, "Holy crap! Uh, what is what is going on?" Uh, I, I did see Pedro Sokovic. I got notes that he was looking good in the stands. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the? The stats I have here in the first half: Troy seventy six forty nine. The Kings are shooting sixty percent from the field, forty seven from three, fifteen assists, two turnovers, and had seven steals. I don't think the Wizards are playing that bad offensively per se. It just was just like the Kings were just. You know, hey man, whatever they there was no whatever they wanted on offense, they got and they knocked them down. And it was yeah. very yeah, like you said, it was very disappointing to see. 
Yeah, no, and I think uh, so. I, I I had this stat that I talked about on uh, the last podcast that I recorded, where the Wizards, since they traded Isaiah Thomas, that they have had the seventh highest uh, defensive rating in the NBA since uh, February sixth. Oh so, wow! Yeah, yeah. So still dead last overall, but it's, God, that means how bad they've been dead last. So oh, man. they. I mean, they were historically bad. Like they were literally like the worst offensive team in the history. So now of they're the just NBA. bad. They're just bad, not historically bad. Not wow. historically bad. They're just bad, right? Exactly. So just but, saying that the teams were able to pick on Isaiah Thomas as, as they had been. Right? Exactly. But I will say that uh, that segues into what I'm getting ready to say is the fact that you know I think that there were times where the the team could be guilty of using Isaiah Thomas as a scapegoat. And tonight might be one of those nights because Isaiah Thomas, he, he's nowhere to be found. He's not with the team. He's not in the arena. So they can't blame him for their defensive struggles. And, you know, they're coming out, they're giving up uh, 76 points in the first half to the Kings. The You know, the Kings aren't some offensive juggernaut team here. Uh, that, that was the highest uh, half total for them for the season. And so when, when you talk about why they're getting so many of those open looks, it's because the Wizards – they're, they're just, it's the miscommunication uh, on their defensive schemes when it comes to switching. And so it's like, I, I know you're, they're supposed to be switching everything, but it, I don't know if they have the personnel to be running that defensive scheme because a lot of times these guys, they really look kind of lost and not really knowing uh, who they're supposed to be guarding or if they're supposed to be switching or if they're staying with their man or if they're going over the screen or under the screen. Like, it just doesn't really seem like there is any uniformity there when it comes to just their defensive scheme and what they do on a possession-to-possession basis. And so that just really leaves a, a lot of open looks for, for the Sacramento Kings and, and other teams that they face. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to really dissect in just one half what is really going on throughout the season. But I think that you're correct in that it does kind of highlight some things of everything, schematic, roster instruction, sub-patterns, maybe players out there are just – you know, bigs aren't fast enough to switch on guys, and maybe they need more athletic wings, or you know, maybe and maybe you're right. The fact that all of it was kind of just blamed on a diminutive Isaiah Thomas, um, more so than uh, just you know a bigger kind of macro uh, picture. Uh, yeah, it, it's funny. Like at halftime, uh, you know, I said I. I Sent that tweet out to you with the score, and then I saw that Candace Buckner, the beat writer, tweeted like, "Oh, the Wizards aren't even out of the halftime yet." She was like, "There's like three minutes left, and like nobody's, not one player's back on the court." I think our boy uh, Stephen, uh, forget his last name, uh, he, you know, Mister Grunfeld's last stand in America. Uh, uh, Stephen Powers, shout out Stephen Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah Stephen. He was just like. I'm not going to bed. Uh, uh, this team better show something. And you know what? Oh my God, did they show something? I mean, did you see that coming in the third quarter? I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I could, I could have seen uh, the team making a little bit of a run. And that's why I, I want to take a quick commercial break here. Yeah, yeah, just do it. I'm going to talk about what decision made by Scott Brooks that was actually a good basketball decision and led to a lot of good basketball from the Wizards. So I'll take this quick break, and on the other side, we'll, we'll analyze what happened. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. 
TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So yeah, Adam, man, I, I, I honestly, man, I I was like I was a little skeptical that the, that the team was going to be able to stay in that game. Uh, you know, I I know I was considering getting getting you on the line early, maybe starting recording the pod. Early. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Scott Brooks, uh, I guess you know if they came uh, out of the locker room late, he must have gave one hell of a fiery halftime speech, and uh, at least one of those players must have felt the wrath of that because uh, Isad Bonga was taken out of the starting lineup uh, to come out of the second half. And Scott Brooks inserted Jerome Robinson, who, uh, you know, the, the Wizards picked up at the trade deadline for essentially nothing. Tom, uh, Tommy Shepard inserting himself into that three-team trade uh, with the uh, New York Knicks and the Los Angeles Clippers uh, that allowed them to get Marcus Morris. Uh, the Clippers had to dump some salary, and Tommy was like, well, if y'all going to just dump Jerome Robinson, we liked him a lot, you know, in the draft process last year. We'll take him off your hands. And so they brought him into their system. And, you know, quiet as it's kept, he's come in and he's already supplanted Troy Brown Jr. in the Wizards' uh, backup wing rotation. And so Jerome Robinson played 30 minutes tonight. Uh, he, he shot four of eight from the floor. He only had 10 points, but he finished with a game-high uh, plus-minus of plus 22 for the game. And so when I really think about it, like, Jerome Robinson is probably uh, – the best defender on this Wizards team. He came in midseason, and, and he's probably the best defender on the entire team. And so he came in, and so he gave them a, a little bit of stability, which allowed them to shore up uh, some of that communication on the defensive end, and along with him coming out and hitting a couple of shots. And next thing you know, the, the, the Wizards, they started the quarter on a, on, on a 13-0 run, uh, they, and they ended up tying the game up uh, to, to, to end the third quarter. Uh, I, I thought that that was a, a pretty good decision by Scott Brooks to insert Jerome Robinson for Isak Bonga, who has shown some deficiencies on the offensive end so far this season. But I just wanted to get what have been your impressions of Jerome Robinson uh, as, in his short tenure as a wizard. I know that he had a game-winning shot uh, last week against the Brooklyn Nets. And then tonight, I mean, he, he was essentially the catalyst that, uh, that got the Wizards back in this game. What, what have you thought about the, the team's acquisition of Jerome Robinson. Well, first I want to pause to, to drink. You said something nice about Scott Brooks. Uh, I want to pause and, sh- you know, everyone's chug, <laughs> chug a beer. That, uh, oh, that hey, drink. hey, don't worry. Oh, Scott, Scott Brooks is going to get his uh, – Oh, I know, I know. I just want to pause. His, I want to pause for that, episode. you know. Don't worry about that. You know, anytime I would have a wizard do something, that was uh, something that they normally didn't do. You know, like Jan Vesely make a free throw. I'd be like, drink. Uh, I, you're right. I mean, just looking at the stats, you know, plus minus is a stat that can be manipulated here and there, and it's not the end all be all. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Bonga is negative 15, and Robinson's plus 22, right? So I mean, you're like, wow, that you know, obviously that's because Robinson was in there for the run, and that definitely. I mean, that, 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 I mean, because there were there were sharper. The ro- <laughs> that's like, it, it, yeah, I, I mean, there were sharper rotations, man. Those stats happen. Uh, and I'm yep. actually going to – this is actually a good segue because 
Um, I actually got into a little bit of a, a conversation with my guy, Kevin Broom, on Twitter about uh, Thomas Bryant and his performance for the game. And so whereas, you know, Thomas Bryant, he ended up finishing the game with a, a plus minus of, of plus one for the game. But I think that his plus minus is not really indicative of his contribution to the game like Jerome Robinson did. Like Jerome Robinson came into the, like Scott Bruce made a conscious decision where he inserted Jerome Robinson into the lineup for Isak Bonga, and the team went on this run while J- Jerome Robinson was out there making plays. Like Thomas Bryant benefits from that because he's on the court while Robinson and Rui and Bill are going on this crazy run. He's not doing anything to contribute to this run. I mean, he, he, he's making a couple of plays, but it's not like, oh, his plus minus is the reason why the team is doing what they're doing. Like, no, Jerome Robinson turned the game around. And, like, he deserves credit for that. And, like, if no, Thomas Bryant could ride his coattail and his plus minus benefits from that, then, you know, that's one thing. But I don't think Thomas Bryant had this amazing game, even though he went perfect from the field. I think that when conversely there was a there was a substitution that Scott Brooks made. Now you, look, look, you got me into it because you gave you made me give Scott Brooks a little credit. But conversely, there was a lineup decision that he made when there was five forty left in the game, and the Wizards were you know they they were in the game. It's a it's a four point game, and he inserts he puts Thomas Bryant in the game, and two minutes later he calling timeout because they down eleven. And it's like I just don't understand why he would do that, knowing that okay and that they had this decisive advantage with Rui Hashimura playing the five, playing center, playing this small ball Houston Rockets-esque lineup, like why he would go away from what's been working. Like I just, I just didn't understand that. Like he, had been play, he had coached such a good game up to that point. I, I just don't understand why. Look, look at why you. I, I got you set up on the Scott Brooks rant. I love it. I love the passing, Troy. I love it. But let me go back to your point on Jerome Robinson, is that, you know, I mean, they went on a 26-6 to run to begin the third quarter. I mean, and it was it's not so much interior, yeah, whatever. It was like, like the defense was communicating. Wings were, you know, up in people's faces. They were turning the Kings over. The Kings had a bunch of turnovers. There were more contested shots. Uh, they were just a lot more just cohesive on the defensive end. And it's kind of weird in the sense that isn't Bonga the whole reason he's in the NBA or the whole reason he's getting minutes isn't because he can hit shots. It's supposed to be defensively. And you're right, Jerome Robson was one of, uh, you know, the, the differences if you would look at uh, roster construction. And, I mean, and then it got to the point where, like, the Wizards, and then the Wizards were spacing a lot better, had a lot more threats, right? Offensive shooters. Correct, Bonga isn't a shooter at all. Uh, and they had they had eight eight of the first eleven three pointers in the third quarter to tie it at ninety to ninety to tie it at ninety to ninety when you're down seventy six to forty nine it's just unbelievable man even the Kings announcers I was watching the feed was just like I don't think I've ever seen this where a team is down twenty seven and a half and is about to take the lead in the third quarter uh, you know and it was I mean let's go back to um and then and then you know Luke Walton gets tossed the Kings were in complete disarray. Uh, and it was impressive. I mean, 46 to 19. I, I don't know the stats. Maybe someone can help me out there later on Wizards Twitter, but uh, I don't remember Wizards quarter ever being that way. Uh, I do. I do think that you know. And then going into the fourth quarter, uh, yeah, I, th- I think the difference in the fourth quarter. I think you're correct, and, and I'll get down to before the, the final minutes is that you know they got lucky on a bank three. Uh, Basically, kind of the Kings just kind of heated up on three. I think a lot of the threes were kind of just tough shots they made. 
I don't think that it was anything um, uh, the, the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, and, and that what, what I think the key moment of the fourth time. quarter was was to tell me the truth is that it was a one eleven to one oh seven, dude. The, the Wizards are now four. Bryant gets a breakaway, and I swear to God, he got hacked. Nah, they, I, I, they I've seen, we, we, we've seen that replay a couple of times, man. Did he get hacked? He, he really he, felt he, that he's he got, got hacked. He's got, he's got to finish that play, man. You got to go. Okay, strong, he's got to go through it, and then the Kings get an open. The Kings get an open three. Yeah, because he's then, complaining and yelling at the referee. About okay, and then you ready? Uh, Let's go back. Let's go back, and then the the next time down, the Wizards miss, and the Kings get a switch. Barnes on Barnes on Bryant. He finishes at the rim. Barbecue then, chicken. Yep, over, and then and then a missed shot. Joseph hits a three. Over over Thomas Bryant. Barbecue yep. chicken. And that and that's and that's it. So that was the he, game right there. That so was that was the game. I mean, I can go to <laughs> I mean, right. So go back that to what you're saying. Game. So like Bryant was got back into the game at the end, and. uh you know, I mean, let's go back to my point to Thomas Bryant. Uh, you know, I I think I think I saw you tweet about this earlier uh, about his contract, and I don't know if I'd say it's a it's a. I think it was a decent deal for the Wizards. You know, being in the situation they're at. I mean, I think they overpaid. They kind of paid for promise, but they didn't really really overpay. No, they, um, they, they, they I think they technically over the the contract mildly, was low, if you would but say, they right? they mildly overpaid because his production doesn't. But he had he, but he had potential to overplay Grow, that contract, exa- exa- right? And, that, and that's right? the thing. So they took a gamble where they said that okay, we're going to pay him a little bit more than what his market value might be right now because we're assuming that we're going to be able to develop him and that he's going to get he's going to grow into a player who's worth $8 million a year. Whereas instead, he's he's playing like a guy really for, I would say, for the course of the season. He's regressed in a lot of different categories, and it's just kind of disheartening to see because, you know, this is a guy who showed so much promise from last year as far as his ability to come out and be a modern NBA big. But at the end of the day, we're coming to realize that you know, if you're a big man in this league and you can't protect the rim, it's really kind of hard for you to have a sustained role in today's NBA. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, you could probably speak on more of Thomas Bryant's development this season, but going back to when, when – at, at the beginning, he was just kind of a spaz, right? He was just out there. He was on the Lakers. It kind of got him stolen from the Lakers a little bit. And then he kind of showed some promise, some hustle, some heart, which he showed in Indiana, and he did have a little skill – and he knew he kind of liked the promise, and and then he got a little better skill wise. You you saw like some improvement, but then what? I, and maybe some injuries this year and up and down. But I don't. It's like the two things. Like you either got to be like a big that can stretch, stretch, stretch the, the floor, be able to hit the three, which you know he can hit it, but I don't think you're really worried about him going out there. But then also you have to then be a pick and a rim runner, right? Like, you mm-hmm. have to be, like, a set the pick and go to the rim or protect the rim. Well, he, so, he, can, he can do that. He can pick and go to the rim, but those are offensive skill sets. So, you know, he's yeah, not really defensively, yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensively, is he good on switches? He protect the rim. Like, he's is terrible he on switches. And yep. so this, the one skill that he needs to develop is being able to d- defend at the rim. And so, so I would say that he's regressed on all those areas this season, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree. I would, I think that that that's an accurate assessment of you know what he's done so far this year, and you know it's not for a lack of effort because when it comes to guys and you know putting in work this season, like or putting in work within the Wizards organization, like this is a guy that you know he works as hard as anybody. So it, it, it's not like the guy is not trying to be great. 
you know, he, he just really kind of lacks the defensive instincts that I think uh, would allow him to, to be the player that, that will live up to, you know, that, that, that minor contract that the Wizards gave him. Um, so, so what do you think he should have done that kept this gone super small and just not had a big? I would have kept Rui Hashimura. Rui, Rui, Rui a center Rui, or something? Rui, 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 I mean, this guy, uh, he, he, he's the real deal, man, especially when it comes to, like, I didn't know that he had the strength for a guy who's only 6'8", to be able to box out and keep some of these bigger defenders uh, uh, out of the paint. Like, he did just as good a job uh, defending and rebounding as anybody else on the team. Like, and he's he's literally only 6'8". I thought that they should have kept Rui at uh, at center and then just rolled out lineups of, you know, Jerome Robinson, Troy Brown, and uh, Brad Beal and those guys, uh, uh, you know, around. Neighbor-ish, and whoever, neighbor, whoever, exactly. whoever's yeah, hot, roll, right? Roll, or Bertons. I would, I would roll with Bertons. Oh, Bertons as well, yeah. Exactly. So I would have Rui at the, Rui at the five and then Bertons, uh, Thomas Bryant, uh, Jerome Robinson, Beal. Boom. Like, let's roll, let's roll with that lineup and let's see what we could do. Or if you want to take out uh, Troy Brown, uh, you know, put, put in Shabazz Napier. Or if you want to take out Napier, put in. It's Smith, but, you know, I thought that the correct decision there, you know, what had gotten them, you know, back into that game because, you know, as quiet as it's kept, you know, Thomas Bryant, at least he, you know, hit his shots tonight. He went 4-4 from the floor and had 12 points. But they really, you know, they they, they, they got 14 of the worst minutes from Mo Wagner tonight as well. I mean, this dude, he was sloppy tonight. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 would, I, I did not have any good notes on Moore Wagner. I thought, I thought there was a key at the end of the third quarter where he missed a bunny, then he fouled. I was like, come on, man, that's like a college high school foul right there. Exactly. You know? Right, where a, you like missed a shot, and you just foul, and then the bonus, you just get two free points just because exactly. you're mad and you missed a bunny. Yeah, like, you can't you can't do that, you know, it, especially when you're not in the position you're in, you know. <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Going back to Rui, I mean, I'm looking at his box score right now, man. Like twenty, he had a quiet twenty tonight. Twenty, uh, six and nine from the field. Uh, you know, three assists, six rebounds, two turnovers, two steals. Filled up the box score a little bit. You know, he had two three pointers. I thought, you know, I thought he, a couple times he really passed up some threes that he should have maybe. maybe yeah, made. no, he, he definitely. And there's a couple times where he's a little like he's still not strong with the ball a little bit, but he does have some like good. It's almost like, um, like you're saying, like it's kind of weird with him because, you know, you you need him to develop these outside skills. But at Gonzaga, he was more inside player, right? That's why he was really good. Yeah. Okay, maybe we need him to maybe go small and be more inside, but we want him to play more outside. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Does that make sense? No, it, it makes sense. But the thing is, this is what this is what good coaching is like. You oh yeah, adjust, there you go. You, 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 right? you, versatile, you adjust, be versatile. Exactly. <laughs> you adjust according to the matchup. So yep. yes, the season is about developing Rui and his perimeter skills. But if Rui is your best inside player right now, then put him out there and let him play it and go and. And he's really comfortable game. doing that. He's not he's overthinking. Super comfortable. Like, that's like I feel like when he gets the ball, I've seen a couple times today when he got the ball in the three, he was thinking what to do. But when he got the ball in the lane or whatever, he did not think. He, he was instinctively, you know? Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And so, like I said, man, I thought that, uh, you know, that that was a a bad coaching decision from Scott Brooks by inserting Thomas Bryant into that into the lineup with five minutes left. And, you know, the, the Kings went on a run. And, you know, the team was essentially chasing from – when they when, when they took that 10-point uh, lead with three minutes left, you're not going to win 
a lot of NBA games down 10 with three minutes left. Like, that's the – I don't care, you know, who you are and who you have on your team. And so um, this, this actually gives me a, a great segue into uh, what I want to talk about next. was the fact that, you know, Bradley Bill had a, you know, a, another one of those uh, uh, high-quality uh, scoring outings that we have come to grow in love from him. Uh, he finished with 35 points. Um, I, I want to take a quick break right here. And yep. on the other side of this break, I, I want to really kind of dive into uh, Brad, his night tonight, and what you saw from – what you've seen from him over, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks since he was snubbed from making the All-Star team. And then also I want to see, uh, uh, in a macro perspective, what that means for him when it comes to this conversation for all NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right now, Adam, man. I know people, they're they're listening to this podcast. They're like, man, we've been 20, 20 minutes in and we ain't even started talking about Bradley Bill yet. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're going we're to finish up real strong, you know, with, yeah, with, with some Bradley uh. Bill notes. Uh, I thought that Brad was very steady tonight. Um, you know, he he had 35, and, you know, uh, the majority of his points really kind of came in that uh, in, in that second half, and he went on a run, and he was a very much a, a part of, you know, the, the, that run that the Wizards went on when it was, you know, he and Jerome Robinson and uh, Rui Hashimura out there in the third quarter when, when when the team got back in the game, you know, I felt like that Brad was making plays uh, accordingly. And so, you know, I, he, he, he had his 19th consecutive game with at least 25 points, uh, which is uh, extending his uh, Wizards record. Um, what, what have you thought about Bill's play uh, and, and how spirited he's been, he's, he's been looking uh, ever since that he found out that he wasn't going to be an all-star? Well, first, let's just talk about tonight's box score. I mean, yeah, you're right, just another home on 35. You know, for someone that averages 30 points a game, second in the league. Uh, you know, he, he has 35 tonight and only makes two threes. Uh, but also I think the encouraging thing to see is that he has 15 free throw attempts. Uh, made 11 out of 15. And yeah, we need, to get that, we need to get that number up, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then eight assists. Uh, you know, I mean, so, you know, you, you like to see, you know, some of the curses about him not being good enough playmaker uh, and, you know, him just kind of trying to get his and, you know, getting to the line and, and, and you know, making, uh, creating shots for others, I think is a positive uh, for Bradley. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, we're starting from the All-Star game. I mean, I felt uh, that, I was pissed he didn't make the All-Star game. I mean, I'm a fan of, of the Wizards. Shocker. You know, sometimes maybe he doesn't feel that way. But uh, uh, I I wanted John Wall to make it every freaking year. Uh, I mean, he pretty year. much did. So he yeah, I was happy when Gilbert Arenas started, made it, and Eddie Jordan was the coach. I mean, I, you know, yeah. and I wanted Bradley Beal. You know, he made it last year. 
Uh, I hey, understand look, when you're when you're on a losing team, that whole argument. Yeah. I was gonna say, we're, hey, we're not here to re- rehash Brad's All Star case. I want to talk. Oh, we're about not here to rehash Brad's case. What's your okay, thoughts yeah, so, from Brad since he got snubbed? No, no. So, we can't. Okay, yeah. Snub. Okay, I don't. I guess I haven't been on it. No, what I'm saying is that I feel that him from that, um, I felt like there was a lot of negativity, the fact that the defense was bad, and him coming out and just, I mean, what is he on now? I mean, I guess he was on, what, 37 since the All-Star break? Because he yeah, averaged 35. Uh, you know, it was back-to-back 50-point games. Uh, the Bucks game, I thought, was incredible. Uh, one of the most fun games I'd seen um, out, of, out of the team and, and him even in a loss. Yeah, man, I mean, I think that he – even though you see him, his facial expressions on the, on the court, uh, and I've been very uh, protective of Bradley on Twitter to people uh, about blaming losses uh, on him per se, when I think that it's not because of him. Uh, it's more of a macro than micro. But, yeah, man, it's been impressive. I mean, the fact that, okay, here's the deal. NBA, man, you can get a bunch of shots and average 20, 25, but once you start to average 35, 40, 45, man, a game, I mean, that is just – no, that is just tough to do. So it's been hell's impressive. I mean, it's one of the best uh, Wizards scoring seasons, Bullets, Washington history, man. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he's he's coming out. He's putting on a performance. I think that um, you know, some 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 of the criticism that I have is that some some of these scoring outputs, like every every Bill forty point game, isn't the same. And so, and then when you also look at the fact that the Wizards are one and nine when Bill scores forty points or more. And so I, I honestly think every 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 high scoring output from Bill isn't the same. So it's like you know that fifty three against Chicago where I, I didn't I was not that impressed by that game. Like they, the team was getting blown out the whole time, and Bill was just playing. It was just it was like he was just running up and down the court scoring baskets, and it, it didn't really mean anything. The next night though, he comes out. He scores fifty five versus the Bucks. I thought that that was an amazing performance because he scored very timely buckets and put his team in the position to stay with the, the number one team in the NBA, a team that's on pace to win 70 games. So Historic you know, defense, they're putting on too. Man. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he put on a show that night. And so, you know, I, I look at those, those nights and I, I'm at those games and I see that, okay, you know, those are like two very uh, contrasting uh, styles of play right there. And so I thought that Bill was like somewhere in the middle – Tonight, like, like you said, I mean, it, it quite, like, it, it's crazy to say that, you know, a guy had a quiet 35, but I thought that he was, I thought that he played his best basketball uh, and scored the, some really timely buckets to help the team get back into the game. Um, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, the, the way that the team was getting mollywhopped in the first half, I don't think that that's really too much on him. Um but you know, I I I I don't really have a complaint about Bill and what he did tonight. Um, I, I mean, I will say that at some point. So this is this is this is a perfect segue into where I want to take this conversation. When you start talking about the All NBA stuff, it's like I, to me, like people who are All NBA type players, like they, you have to be an exceptional player. You have to have an exceptional performance. And so while Bill. Had a good 35 point night, you know. I, I felt like you know an exceptional night would have been you know him going all Damian Lillard Dame time and coming out there hitting some shots and the Wizards coming back and you know winning that game. That 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 to me is like an all NBA type performance. And that's why for me, I honestly, even though Bill is scoring 30 points a game, 
for me, I, I think it'll be very tight and very close for him to make uh, the All-NBA team as one of the best six guards in this league. I think that there have been, uh, you know, at least I can think of five guards off the top of my head that have had better seasons than Bill. And so I do think that there is an opportunity for him to make the All-NBA teams on, on, on one of those, on that last spot. So what, what, what do you think about where Bill stands uh, among uh, the rest of the guards in the league? And, and I, I'll just even throw you out there the names of the guys who I think that, you know, Bill will be competing with. And you tell me which one of these guys you think uh, Bill should be in over. So you, you, you've got uh, James Harden, uh, Luka Doncic, uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, Damian Lillard, and, and the, the last guy who I think has really kind of solidified and, and stood out to me at the guard position has been Chris Paul. And so that that's five guys right there. And so that leaves for me uh, uh, Kimball Walker, uh, uh, Ben Simmons, uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, and Bradley Bill. Those guys all – and Trey Young, we got to throw him in there too. But all those guys kind of competing for that one spot. Uh, do, wait, wait, do, let me ask you, do, do, am I crazy by having those five names that I named as the guys for all NBA, or, or do you think, or, or, or is the Homer and Adam again going to come out right here, and you're going to tell me that I, I'm tripping and Bill is on uh, first team all NBA right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you want me really biased? But let's go back to the Bucks game. Okay, he was double teamed and makes a pass to Rui. Rui just pump fakes. They win that game. He scores 55 or 55 or whatever he had at the time, 51, and they win the game in regulation. And then we're like, oh wow. Uh, and then even in overtime, he passed it to Troy Brown, I believe, for uh, a tying shot that he missed. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can't, which we can't. I think that that fifty-point game is perceived differently with his victory. Uh, I don't know if that means that he bumps one of these guys, but I think the five that you just named, uh, mm, yeah, I mean, I think Chris Paul is probably going to get. I would say Chris Paul would be the weakest link. I, I mean, before the last month, I would say Russell Westbrook. I think be. Able, could have an argument against him because he was shooting so poorly, but he's just been incredible since they've been all small. So it's really it's you know and if you know the Rockets keep playing so well the way that they have since they uh, you know went completely uh, with PJ Tucker at the five and just have gone to straight shooting fifty threes a game, uh, and Russell Westbrook has decided not to shoot threes, and just attack the rim and go crazy. You know, I, I, if they. No, I, I think that it'd, it'd be argue, it'd be hard to argue uh, Beal over him. I think the, I think that with how the way Kemba has been injured, now Simmons is out, and Philly has struggled, especially on the road compared to expectations. Uh, and Trey Young, Atlanta's so bad. Uh, I think Beal has a really good argument over those three. So I think that he would be the sixth guard. I think in that argument, uh, I don't really see. I can maybe make an argument over Chris Paul, but Thunder has played so well, and he has been really good. So, and they've been successful. But I think you've made. Uh, I don't. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't see him over those four for sure. Maybe Chris Paul, but no. And yeah, I think that he's maybe the sixth, fifth, or sixth one. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm trying to be, you know, non-biased and trying to, uh, you know. Uh, they still do a guard, forward, center. They, they still do a guard, forward, center, right? They have two, really two guards, two forwards, one center yeah. for the yeah. uh, all-NBA team. Yeah. So, like I said, there's only six guards that are going to be eligible to make it. And, and like I said, I, I think that those five guys that I named, I think that they're pretty good. But, you know, with, with Kimba, uh, you know, kind of struggling as of late, and 
Uh, Kyle Lowry. I think people are kind of over Kyle Lowry's shit. So is, T- is Tatum, Tatum considered a forward then? Tatum, well, he's not considered a forward. He plays power forward. <laughs> oh, he did. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, I should know what to be. Jalen Brown, Brown plays guard. Tatum plays Okay, forward. yeah. yeah he's, That's yeah. the thing. It's hard to tell sometimes some of these wing guys. As what they play or what yeah, they consider. No, no. Jason Tatum's a small forward for sure. Yeah, because he's definitely played well better than Kemba, to be honest. I think. Yeah, well, you know, Jason Tatum is Brad's uh, St. Louis brother and yeah, he actually beat Brad out for Eastern Conference Player of the Month. So, <laughs> so do you think that he gets. What, what's your thoughts? Do you think that he's better? I mean, I guess it's Simmons. I guess I think if, if, if Kemba and Simmons weren't injured, I mean, I guess there's still a chance if Kemba comes back and the Celtics finish strong. But I can see it. It'd be really tough to swallow Trey Young making over bad for the All Star and think... All NBA. That'd be really tough, the, especially the, when uh... the Hawks are going to be so poor, going to be so poor record wise. Because that's the argument against Beal, right? It, defense no. and bad record. When Trey Young plays worse defense and they have a worse record, so it's like really. Yeah. yeah. In, in the honor of uh, uh, political Super Tuesday, I'd say that uh, uh, Trey Young's path to All NBA does not have any viability. Yeah, there we go. I like it. It's like yeah, a, man. So now I think I think that Bill is gonna have a shot, but you know it, it'll it'll be close though. But he has to help himself out, and his case has to include you know the Wizards coming out and winning some ball games. Like that's the thing. Like they got to come out. They got to come out and play a little bit better than what they've been playing. Like if if they if 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 they want to if Bill wants to be considered in that all-NBA uh, uh, category. Because, I mean, quite as it's kept, you know, he, he's come out, you know, they lost to Cleveland, they lost to Chicago coming out of the all-star break. Like, those, those, are, those are games that they, they just can't have. And so, yeah, the Cleveland know, loss was the one that was really bad, I think, for sure. You know, that's, that's Chicago one, yeah, you know, scored 53. And, and I know that, you know, your criticism on that, I think, is, is pretty valid, but the Cleveland loss is really tough. I mean, come on, they fired the coach. And they're terrible. Like <laughs> you can't yeah. lose that game. You know, yeah, you can't. You cannot lose that game. So, you know, especially we'll when see. you're chasing the eighth seed, right? I mean, yeah, what, well, what's I your thoughts on that? Can we try yeah, that, com- that? That that conversation might we might have had the last night of that because realistically, at least, just because the uh, Boston Celtics, I was watching the game beforehand. They were. They were just, just whooping up on Brooklyn. I thought that, you know, this game is about to be over. And the Brooklyn Nets ended up coming back and winning versus the Boston Celtics. So with that, with their win and with the Wizards lost, it, it's back to a five-game lead with, oh, wow. uh, with yes. 20 – Yeah, with, with, with 20 yeah, – Five and they have lost – I'm looking at right now. Five, yeah, five straight games and then Magic four in the loss column. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's going to be tough, and you know, with with Orlando, you know, they have a decided advantage because you know they already beat the Wizards four times this year, so it, it's going to be tough, Jesus man. It's Christ, be, has it been four times? God, they, be, they, they, be, they, they got they all, they all seem the same. Jesus yeah, Christ. man, they, they got swept by the Magic, so so wow, so they're, so they're so they're down, so wow, so they're down five games essentially to Brooklyn and Magic for the last spot with yeah twenty two to reality. play. With 22 to play. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough for them to come out here and try to make the playoffs, man. It, it, so they got to go what? They, they got to go 22, so they got to go seven, 17 and 
They, I'd say 15? they they need to go sixteen and six if they want to make the playoffs. I'm see, yeah, sixteen. Yeah, I did the math. Seventeen and five. I was gonna say sixteen and six. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, nah. I and the other teams have to go five hundred essentially, right? Exactly. And I'm looking at at Boston, at Portland, uh, at Milwaukee, Lakers at home, Toronto at home, at Houston, at New Orleans. Those are all losses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at Philly could be a loss. Oklahoma City at home lost. At yeah, uh, but then. And then Miami at home can be tough. New Orleans at home can be tough, right? Like, yeah, they got to play New Orleans twice. They got still, they still got to play Milwaukee twice. And New Orleans is going to be trying, going to be going hard for the exactly. For the, they still have the Lakers coming in. The Wizards have the uh, second, uh, the second uh, highest uh, strength of schedule uh, for remaining teams. Oh, so, Jesus Christ! Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it's not looking good, man. The thing is, I, I don't even, and, and I'm fine with them trying to go for it to tell you the truth because. This is a weak draft class, and the what we've seen, I mean, there's so many more bad teams worse than them to even try to get down there. You know, it's not really – I don't know. I'd rather them just try to go for it than tank. I mean, obviously, the last two weeks or three weeks, there's just an assessment, like, just lose the rest of your games and fine, yeah. But right now, I think that they're totally fine to go for it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, man. I think that – you know, they, they, they've got about a couple more weeks left in them where they can still try to, you know, uh, see what it is that they're doing. But, you know, at some point I think that, you know, uh, they, they, they might want to try to position themselves best for Oh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. Like, like, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Like, Atlanta's 19 wins, they got 22. Minnesota's 18, so they're not that far away. But it isn't like Golden State and Cleveland are so worse. But there isn't, you know, who uh, there isn't a Zion out there that I really want, right? Or, or you know, maybe Wiseman, maybe the guy from Georgia, but there isn't just like, hey, all right, try for the eighth spot, right? If you don't get it, fine, then then lose out at the end, right? That, that's my kind of feeling, more so than just like, yo, we're not. Who gives a shit if we get blown out by the box? Normally, that's what my take would be. <laughs> There's lose restaurant games. What are you doing, right? But exactly. I, 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 just, just try because I think you're probably going to lose anyway. I, I, I don't think that really matters. I mean, I think there is probably a case at some point to maybe, you know, shut people down and stuff. But I, I think right now at this point, finding out what this team has and going to play with for next year is maybe just as important as, you know, whether or not they're the seventh, whether or not they have 29% chance or you know, twenty percent chance of the top four pick. You know, I mean. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I think that you know they owe it to themselves to you know try to build some uh, winning habits and try to grow and develop some of these players that they have. And you know, and, and also you know let let Brad make his case for all NBA, allow him to come out there, score, get as many buckets as he yep. you know as his heart desires. But you know, at some point, you know, they they, they got to start kind of you know trying to uh, uh, decrease his minutes and. You know, protecting themselves uh, for 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 next year. Yeah, well, I have one question. Uh, all right. Well, you, you, you're driving the ship. It's not my podcast. It's yours. Uh, what are, What are your thoughts here on next year or the future? Or like, what What do you What are you thinking or what are you feeling like um, from You know, I mean, do you. I know you go through a day to day grind. And sometimes, you know, you go back and forth from the day to day grind or the week grind or the month grind. And then big picture, small picture, and stuff. But when we look a little bit more um, long term ish to next season, you know, and there's a lot of things going on. You know, Wall coming back, and 
Brooks in a lame duck situation, what do they do with Bertans? Uh, you know, Beal's situation as well. Like, what just what are your thoughts of all those things? Or what, what are you feeling? Well, I think Wall's going to come back. I think he's going to be much better than a lot of people are anticipating. I think that's, that that's, that's uh, goddamn catnip to my ears, man. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's, no, like, that's, like, that's like a stripper give me twenty dollars. Come on, Troy, <laughs> <keep going. laughs> that's wild. But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, uh, you know, I think that Wall's going to play well. I think that Rui Hashimura is going to continue to develop. I think that. Um, Davis Bertans is going to be signed back for a lot cheaper than what people are anticipating. I think that um, I think that the team it would behoove the team to try to package together some combination of Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown, and or Thomas Bryant and that first round draft pick. And I would try to go out and get a Miles Turner from Indiana and try to bring him into this situation and have him be that rim-protecting, three-point shooting big that, that will fit perfectly next to Bertans, Rui, Wall, and Bill. If they were if they were, if they were somehow able to pull something like that off, then I think that this team will, you know, uh, be a little, little dangerous next year. If Tristan they don't, Thompson, if they, I saw that you tweeted about as well. Yeah, well, Tristan Thompson was a guy that I thought that they should have traded for at the trade deadline so that they could have – because they could have traded for him and then got his bird rights and then try to sign him to a cheaper deal this summer or use him as signing trade bait. But that's not something they did, uh, and they ended up just keeping – they're going to eat that whole four-year, $64 million of Jan Mahimi's contract. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, think, I, I think if they can go out and if they can get a big who can defend the rim, a big that can, you know, at least try to switch on some uh, you know, perimeter players who can give them a little bit more than what they're getting right now at the center position – then I think they might have a shot. Now, if they aren't able to do that and they're going to have to come back next year with Thomas Bryant and Mo Wagner as their centers, I think that, you know, they could be in for a very, very, very mediocre hashtag so wizard season. Oh, I, I definitely you can get value uh, for a big guy out there. You know, Daniel Tice, look what he's doing for Boston, for God's sake. Yeah, I know, but you got to find that next Daniel Tice. You don't want right? to end up in a position where you, you, you're paying Daniel Tice $15 million. No, nah, forget that. You want to, you sure. want to find. Where can we find Dwight Howard? Oh yeah, that's right. Well, you, you shoot, man. I, look, you, know what, you know what's actually crazy? Uh, there's an argument to be made that the Wizards, uh, you know, they Dwight Howard had a player option in which he opted in for five million dollars, and they traded that contract to uh, Memphis for CJ Miles, and they ended up cutting CJ Miles. So there's an yeah. argument to be made. They should have just oh, said they got nothing. God, Troy, man. Don't... I already have enough wizard scars from back in the day, all these dumbass moves where they would get dudes that were injured. And CJ Miles, they acquired an injured guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Dwight and Dwight is literally having his best season in the last five years. So Yeah, like you had him for the whole season. He had some weird butt. I don't understand how he even passed the physical for a two year contract, if you want to go way back. Uh yeah, no, yeah, you're right. The only reason he got then the only reason he got signed is Boogie Cousins, what, got hurt and then they signed him and then but you know what I mean? Like, just just throw out Dwight Howard's name or baggage, but a player like doing something like Dwight's doing for the Lakers. Right, right, right. No, that's no, what we're talking right. about, right? Like yeah, one-year rental guy just going out there, giving them those kind of protect the rim, rebound. You know what I mean? Don't need post touches. Do this thing. We're, you know, but then also like showing a little bit more defensive acumen down low than Mo Wagner's giving you, right? Yeah, no, I think that, you know, if they can find that uh, player 
on the market. Then what about this, the what about the draft pick? Man, this, this draft this draft pick is so weak, man. I want them to just go ahead and get rid of that, man. Just I, I to me that draft pick unless unless they end up with the unless they win the lottery or get into the top three, man, that draft pick is trade bait for me. I, I just yeah. I'm not really interested in, in any of these players in that eight to twelve range. Yeah, I know. It's like it's either like get a point guard, which really, right, or or a big or like a raw big, or yeah, you know, I would well, say maybe like a wing player that plays defense, but he might need another year, like another Troy Brown type, right? I will I say know. this now, man. The, the ESPN have mock draft that just came out. Shout out to my little cousin Tyrese Halliburton. Oh yeah. Iowa State. Yeah, yeah he's he projected yeah. to, to come to the Wizards. So he's we so fucking him. skinny, dude. He's like plus forty. What? <laughs> <laughs> but he, man, he does make these moves though, like kind of go go gadget type of moves. Sometimes you're like, damn, we're smooth. Yeah. You know? Where, if, we, if we if we if we can go ahead, you know, what I'm saying, have two Halliburtons in the Wizards locker room, man, that might be good for the team next year, man. You never. What know. about the Mall about the Mall of Ball? Bring bring the whole Ball family to to, to, yeah, have, to the sports book. Having him in the sports book, can you imagine just having him. Chill it in the sports book in the in the arena. <laughs> bring 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 Jello. Jello can play with the go go. <laughs> oh, dude, you, you'd have the he'd be like the casino greeter at the sports book at the, at the arena, man. Oh my god, like like marketing dream right dis- there. Now we're getting disrespectful, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the yeah. mall, I mean, he's got. Some, he, I don't know if he, he. It sounds like he might go top five, but I don't know. Yeah, he probably will go top five. So that, that's a, that's going to be a little bit out of the Wizards' range, probably. Yeah, yeah, cool, dude. Uh, yeah, man. But else, Adam, man, I know it's late, but I don't yeah, keep it, going. it's definitely it's going. definitely late, man. I, I appreciate you for uh, for you know inquiring about some things. Like I, you know, it, I haven't been able to talk to you in a little while, so and I know that the you know the Wizards uh, Twitter, the Wizards Nation, you know, they they definitely want to hear from uh, Adam McGinnis too. So it, it's good to have you on oh, here and and, and yeah. give your thoughts, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's OG, OG shit, you know, it, it's kind of weird, like, when you um, go from just living and dying all these games for so many years and all this stuff, and then you're still following it, but not as intently, but still following it, you know, you get a little different perspective, and, uh, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm pessimistic or cynical, I just, I have more of a, just, just burn macro things of, you know, I'm mad about Steve Buckon stop being the announcer, right? <laughs> I can't get over shit like that. You know, it's like yeah, you, I mean, you, you traded, you traded, you know, popular players and didn't get anyone back and stuff like that. Where it's like it's sometimes it's hard for me to focus on the on the day to day grind of these games uh, more so than just being upset about past things. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm still I'm still with this fan, still still chucking it, and I. I I definitely um, am looking forward to uh, John Wall coming back with Bradley Beal and seeing what happened and letting the chips fall where they may. And I do believe in Tommy Shepard. I think he's a really smart guy. I, I think the whole GM search and president search and all that it was kind of bizarre, and I still don't understand why they kept Scott Brooks. And even now coming in, it seems like they maybe need to switch there, but he's overperformed from no expectations. But then again, it's, you know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that, and there's definitely some positive things to see for the team. So there you go. Yeah. There's some positive pixels. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it on that. People are like, 
Whoa, dude, I used to listen to you rant for hours about everything sucks, Adam. Well, you're giving me positive picks. Yeah, got to give the positive picks, man. But, Adam, man, I greatly appreciate you for coming on, man. Hey, I want to give you this opportunity to go ahead and uh, let the people know where they can find you on social media and interact with you and, and talk and, and, and uh, you know, just, just vent to, to, to an OG basket blogger. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, Adam McGinnis on Twitter, AD. A M N C G I N N I S. You write a lot for Truth About It and Pixel and Roll podcast. Troy used to be a, a great guest of mine. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. And uh, Troy, you are you're holding down the fort, dude. And I'm uh, really impressed of your uh, your development and everything, man. I'm I'm, I'm uh, pumped to see you shine, dude. You're all over the place. You're on local radio. You're interviewing like famous people, dude. Just oh my god. Yeah, so, man. So punk, man. Jeez, I'm just 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 blessed. Hashtag blessed to 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 be your guest tonight. <laughs> hey, man. And thank you, God you, it was a better third quarter because I would have been bitching the whole time. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, 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 and that's the best thing ever, man. Thank God that that third quarter. Happened. The moral so, victory loss. Moral victory exactly, from the blowout, hey, right? Moral, the true moral wizards victory. fashion. Exactly. That's hashtag so wizards right there. The moral victory per parade right there. <laughs> Hey, but Adam, man, I greatly appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. We're, we're going to have to get you on. Uh, you know, you have an open invitation, so, you know, just just let me know whenever you want to come on and, and uh, rant sure, about dude. the team, man. Dude, keep doing your thing, dude, and uh, everyone keep uh, keep with this team, dude. Good things are arising. You ever, you ever think the Cavs would win the Stanley Cup and the Wizards or the Nash would win the, the World Series? Fuck no. So keep on keep on keeping on. Skins, different, 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 different discussion. Exactly, Like Gilbert Arenas, now I'm chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking, they try getting pants. Label money, I just tell in advance. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a strip club like fuck it. They just trying to make some buckets. Love when I slap down my ones, but it bounced like a ball when I struck it. So if you ever see a real nigga like me, just let them live and just be how it be. Go to the club with them two and you'll see. With a J, we be on the same team. I want a baller like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing more than that, girl shooting shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams, now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean, coach all these girls to a ring. I want a ball, I like the whistles. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing more than that, girl shooting shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams, now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean, coach all these girls to a ring. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.